This is Attempt 114 to do episode 37 of Whenever It Kicks with me, Jessie Cave. This episode is entitled Summer's Over. That was, I was going to sing and I thought stop singing. So that's what it's called. Summer's Over, time to get to work. That's what it's called. So it's it's a Sunday afternoon. Alfie's back from Edinburgh Festival. They're going back to school this week and... Yeah, it just feels like it's time to 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 start doing some stuff now. You've got to start doing that stuff. Because if you don't start doing that stuff, it's going to be October before you know it. And then you'll have just done nothing in September. And then, you know, time flies when you're parenting four children, doesn't it? So had a good week. I finished filming my first presenting job, which I kind of referenced on this podcast a few times. Still not allowed to tell you what it is. Um, it's not a Marvel. It's not a Marvel presenting gig. It's not a top secret presenting gig, but you know, still haven't signed the contract, which makes me think, can they still fire me? Hmm. Can they still fire me? That The jury's out. The jury's out. Um, coupled with that, I went to a convention, uh, a Comic-Con to just speak to my fans, you know, just get, just, just let the fans know how I'm doing, check how they are. I'm joking. I literally had like five people signing stuff, but, um, it was quite nice. It was quite nice to see the photos that they'd printed out. Um, some were from the, most of them are from Harry Potter. Weirdly, loads were from Trolleyed, which was a sitcom I was in on Sky. Um, Trolley is popular up North. Um, and then there was a couple from like little jobs I'd done. And it was quite embarrassing because I had to be like, I was, I had one line in that. I literally had one line. Anyway, it was nice. It was good for the ego to see other people with long lines and me with just a few. I did meet some very interesting characters though. Comic-Con is amazing for that. I had one guy come up and tell me that he, he knows that I've been in a horror film. So you've been in a horror film, haven't you? I said, I don't think I have actually. I don't think I've been in a horror film. Hmm. Well, you would look, you would look quite good in a horror film. Oh, thank you. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe it'd be fun. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind doing a horror film. That sounds cool. Yes, I'm just trying to think of the scenario for your death in the horror film. Okay, cool. Um, well, yes. Uh, there's lots of ways you could die. Thank you for reminding me that. I think it would be nice if you had a death scene on a hill. Maybe someone's lurking in the trees. Okay. Uh, yes, that's, 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 that sounds great. Um, can someone help me with this man, please? And then he went on to tell me that he has a YouTube channel and he does impressions. Um, he did a fair few impressions for me. It was quite awkward. I'm not going to lie. It was quite awkward. And I did tell him the name of my podcast. So if you're listening, I'm just, just telling you it was quite funny. And I know you said that your, your, your comedy is very dark. It was very dark. It was, it was. There was also someone who came up with um, a first edition Harry Potter book and had everyone's signatures possible and commissioned artwork in there too. And then he said, do you know Stan Lee? And I was like, well, I don't know him personally. And he got out a huge book of Marvel and he had, he had, a, he showed me some printout A4 pieces of paper with a database of every single person who's been in a Marvel film and every single signature he's got. 
And he was there that day to get Vinnie Jones' signature. And then that would have completed everything apparently up until that date. And this book, which was beautiful to be fair with all these signatures and commissioned artworks, would have gone for a thousand, a hundred thousand grand. Isn't that amazing? So he was going around with it in a top secret type security suitcase with a padlock and people were joking they'd mug him, but it wasn't, it wasn't said in a jokey way, you know? Who else? Had a group of deaf people come up and keep saying that I like um, doing the signing for pretty to me, which was just made my day. Um, They didn't get a photo, but they just kept saying I was pretty. I think they were saying I was pretty. I don't know sign language, so they might have not been saying that, but I had a nice time trying to, you know, to accept their compliments. It was very nice. He, the, one of the guys then showed me a, a book because I, sh- I showed him Sunset because I thought I might as well, you know, might as well promote Sunset, held up Sunset. And they said, oh, and then they did the signing for writing. And then he got a, his book, which was a book from the 70s about the first deaf school and started showing me photos from that book. And then he showed me his photo at the back of him way younger and he had edited the book and it was just so sweet, so random. I spent about 10 minutes looking at these photos with him and like, I'm never going to meet some, I'm never going to meet him, you know, in in my normal day, normal day. So it was just nice. It's nice to just meet people that just kind of make you realize that, you know, there's loads of just stuff out there you don't know about. I don't know anything about Marvel. I don't know anything about deaf schools. So it was nice. And I don't know anything about horror films either because I've never been in one. Um, but now it is back to reality, back to school. Uh, I've got filming looming in, in October and I'm already getting nervous about that because I still am very much breastfeeding and enjoying breastfeeding and just really enjoy not having to pump or anything. He's having a lot of pouches now. He's having a lot of those Ella's pouches. I find the mums who puree vegetables mad, like actually mad. Like what, like it costs like 50p to buy a pouch. Like just, I mean, obviously they can add up, I know, but I, I, would, I, I would pay money not to boil vegetables and puree them. So I'm very impressed if you do that. Um, so he is having a few Ella's pouches, like maybe one a day. And other than that, it's just solely breastfeeding all the time. And I just love it so much. And I keep thinking in the back of my head, okay, you're probably not going to have another kid. So suck it up, enjoy it. Like he's sitting on my lap right now. And I just am enjoying how absolutely attached he is to me. He loves me the most. And I want to be the one he loves the most for the longest time possible. Is that so wrong? No, it's not. So kind of dreading the next few weeks because I've got to ramp up my writing schedule, which means I'm going to have to leave him for a few hours at a time with my mum. Again, very lucky. The thing is, I would not be able to write this book if I didn't have my mum. That's the same for all the work I've done. But I wouldn't be able to afford childcare. I think there's a common misconception about people who are, you know, relatively in the public eye sometimes. I'm not saying I'm, you know, famous, but I'm definitely, you know, I think people think I've got more money than I do because definitely can't afford childcare. And I mean, not many people can afford childcare. Childcare is just ridiculous, but 
it does feel a little bit desperate right now. And then the bloody cost of living that keeps kind of, every time I hear cost of living, I get a little shudder down the back of my spine. Because I have no idea about stuff. Like I, I just, just don't know anything about the cost of living. And I'm not, I try and get them to turn off the lights, try and get them to turn off the hot water. It's really difficult to remember all those things. God, I sound like an idiot. Um, so yeah, really enjoying breastfeeding. He's six months this month. And it just, I thought in my head, oh, when he gets to six months, Becca, come on now. I know you know I'm talking about you, but let me get you a toy. Here you go. Um, I had in my head the six month mark as, okay, he can have a few bottles. I can pump and he can have some bottles, but I just, it's coming up and I just don't want to, I just don't want to. And, and I, and I've been allowed to take him to set. I'm very lucky. And I think I'll be allowed to take him to set, but when is the baby too big for you to ask if he can come to set with you? Cause I can't bring Donnie or Margo anymore. Cause that would be insane. Can I just bring my seven-year-old and six-year-old? Can they just play on their iPads while I do this scene? They'll be like, absolutely not. We have to get insurance and that's just weird. They should be at school. Um, can't take 10 because he's just too manic. So I feel like I just want to take him as long as I can get away with it. And I wish more actresses and people doing filming talked about the realities of you, you have to have someone to look after your child if you're filming. You can't just, you know, you can't, usually bring your mum with you there's very little on there's no onset childcare that I know of sometimes people tell me I think he's actually doing a poo I'm sorry if you can hear that um so yeah hopefully in five years time there's like a onset childcare thing but then I'll be too old to get jobs as an actress so won't be doing anything for me <laughs> I'm joking I'm joking I um kind of excited that they're going back to school. I'm going to miss them being around the entire time. And I think they have had a good summer, to be honest. I think we've done well. We've, they've had a variation. They haven't had too much screen time. They've had to read, you know, they've been forced to read and they've also gone outside a lot. They've visited, they've had time, you know, they went to Edinburgh, they went to visit their grand, other grandma. They've, they've had a nice time. Grandpa, they've had a nice time. So I feel like we've done a good job. We have succeeded. That is a small positive. What other positives can I think of on this very negative day for me? What other positives? Um, well, I have started exercising. I started going to Barry's boot camp. And I know I've just been talking about the, the cost of living, but I'm 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 not gonna lie. I was gifted some Barry's boot camp classes, and I do love to do love a gift. Do love a gift. And I am going to take them up on that offer. But the, I think they're hoping for me to do some kind of posts about my journey, my fitness journey, my postpartum fitness journey. And I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I hope they can't take my credits away now that I've said that. I don't think they listen to this podcast. It's not really on brand for them. Um, but I went to a Barry's boot camp and I did feel like quite good about myself for a second. Like I'm wearing a baggy t-shirt, old leggings with a hole in um, two sports bras and my pigtails like slapping my back as I run. And I'm definitely not, I'm nowhere near as fit as I could be, but it's quite comforting to think, right, I can run again. I can run. I, you know, when you're pregnant, it's quite scary running. I kind of couldn't do them after 20 weeks. I kind of stopped. 
Um, like I saw a really heavily pregnant woman yesterday running and I was so impressed because I thought I'd just be too scared that I was going to enter the baby at that stage. And I think every time I got to about 30 weeks, I just stopped exercising completely. Um, if not sooner, to be honest with Margot, I was quite thin and I was exercising a lot right up until 30 weeks. And then I went to the gym and I did a sit up on one of those balls stupidly. What was I thinking? Why was I doing a sit up? And, uh, I thought I'd broken my waters, which would have been awful at that stage. And that taught me a lesson basically for pregnancy three and four. I just was a bit easier on myself. Um, but so I do feel like that's something exciting to think about in the next few months is to get a bit stronger and fitter and reclaim my pre pregnancy fitness levels. Cause I don't give a shit about my body shape or, you know, my fat levels or whatever. I don't, I really have stopped caring, which is just, just a breath of fresh air. It's so nice to finally not care about that kind of thing. Like I just, I don't give a shit. I, all I want to be is be able to get up in the middle of the night and, and get up without, you know, like hurting my back. And I'd like my stomach muscles to be a bit stronger so that getting up is a bit easier. That's the thing about babies. They teach you. Somebody asked me yesterday, actually, what the most important lesson they've learned. I've learned since having kids about parenting and motherhood. And I said, the, they usually need you to do the thing that you absolutely don't want to do at that moment. So if you're lying in bed and they need a glass of water and they need a bottle or something, you absolutely don't want to get up, but you, you need to get up. When you're tired at the end of the day and you've got the baby on your lap and he starts crying for no reason, but you just kind of try and, you know, jiggle him a bit and feed him and he doesn't want to be fed. The baby's basically saying to you, no, 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 you need to stand up now and sway because I want to be swayed. And I know you're tired, but you need to sway me right now because I've had a long day too. So they need you to do the most physically demanding thing at the most depleted moment. And as soon as you succumb and accept, I have to stand up now. I have to do something I absolutely don't want to do. I don't want to change the fifth poo of the day. I want to sit down. They need you to do that. I don't know if that was a very good answer for her, but I hope people understand what I mean then. I, I, I learned that with Donnie. I was like, I just can't, I can't get up in the middle of the night now to change your nappy. I can't do that. I just, I need to lie down, but they will not stop crying until you do the thing that they need. And I feel like that carries on until they're five, six, seven. They absolutely need you to sit there and talk to them about Minecraft for five minutes, or they need you to pretend that they're helping you make a coffee when actually them helping you make a coffee is going to cause a lot of mess. And they're going to make it way too weak and it's going to be a shit coffee, but you've got to just help them think that they're helping you. <laughs> oh, I'm being very ineloquent today. I really didn't sleep last night at all. 10 is very demanding at night still. And then he wakes Becca up and then it's just like a whack-a-mole of who's awake. I've tried listening to, I've got to read these books for, um, a show I'm going on at the end of the month and I'm really worried I'm not going to be able to read them. Um, and every time I try and read them at night when I'm like, okay, I can't go to sleep anyway, so I might as well really try and read when I sh shouldn't be. Um, my mind isn't letting me focus on anything right now, I think, because I'm so anxious. Even books just aren't really, like I can read five pages and then just suddenly I'm like, what, what happened? 
So I'm worried when I go on the show, I'm going to be like uh, having to really rely on Wikipedia. Um, so yeah, I've started to listen to podcasts at night for my anxiety. Um, and I, I, I would just, just recommend not listening to politics podcasts when you're trying to lessen your anxiety because they just stress you out when you know about what's going on in the world. And I have been so oblivious. I think pregnancy is just a nice bubble where you just can be a bit oblivious about your own, just focus on your own little world for a bit and the world, the, the new life you're creating. And I haven't really got back into that since Becca was born. Like I'm not very well read on the news. I know a bit about the leadership contest, but that's only from listening to the rest of the politics podcast. I just think I love Alistair Campbell. I just, I love him. And I think I only love him because I love the thick of it so much. And it's probably based on him, isn't it? Malcolm Tucker. But I just love him. I think he sounds like a lovely man, a lovely father, a lovely husband. Has that, is that 10 waking up now from his nap? I was in the shop earlier and I, I had to give him a Percy pig to get him to the buggy. I know that's bad parenting, but I had to get him in the buggy. He won't get in the buggy. The only way to get in the buggy is some kind of bribe. Gave him a Percy pig. When that wasn't enough in in the supermarket, he start, shouted, he started shouting so loudly, Mommy! 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 And people were looking <laughs> because it was so aggressive. He's not even two. It was just... I just, I had to laugh because it was just sounded so silly. Um, the last thing I'm going to impart to you with is my experience in the park this morning. And I'm only imparting it because it's the second time it's happened. You know, when you're in the park and you're alone and you have that lovely five minutes where you're just playing with your kid, it's kind of blissful. No one's cried. No one's done a poo. The swings are empty. There's no dog shit anywhere. You can just have five minutes, just a nice time in the park and pretend it's your garden until the mum and dad come in that I was, I saw last week, I heard last week. I, I, I probably bitched about last week on this podcast, but I'm sorry, I've got to bitch about them again. Because why do you think we want to hear how mannered and controlled and patient you are with your child? Why do you think we need to hear that? You are speaking so loudly to your child about how he has to go and now put something in the bin. We all have to be on that journey with you. We None of us signed up for this. We don't want to know how good you are at, parenting stop being so loud I, I just would never do that I would never be in a park with other people and start expecting other people to be interested in the way I parent like just it's you're not the first people to have a kid like just 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 stop speaking to the kid and I could see the kid looking really embarrassed that his kids are being so his parents are being so kind of annoying like come on Jacob Jacob Jacob, you need to put the litter in the bin, Jacob. Jacob, it's time to put the litter in the bin. This went on for 10 minutes. I'm like, he's not going to put the litter in the bin. Just just put it in the bin for him. He's not even two. Just put the, that in the bin for him. What lesson are you trying to teach him? Here? And then every single thing Jacob did in the park, everybody got a commentary on it. Like, Jacob, are we going on the swings now? Yes, we are. Are we opening the gate to the swings? Yes, we are. Are we going to go on the swings? Am I going to lift you up? I'm going to lift you up now. Let's get, let's lift you up. Right now, put one leg in and now two legs in and then hold with this hand and hold with this hand. Jacob, Jacob, no, no, no. Jacob, don't do that. I'm not going to shout because I'm a gentle parent. Don't, don't do that, Jacob. That's not actually very good. Jacob, Jacob. Okay, we're going to go, we're going to go to the, we're going to leave the park in five minutes, Jacob. He doesn't understand time. 
He doesn't understand time. Jacob, we're going We're going to leave the park in two minutes. Jacob, two minutes. That's two minutes on the clock. Jacob does not understand time. He doesn't have a watch. And then, Jacob, it's almost 11.30. And you know what 11.30 means? No, he doesn't know what 11.30 means because he's not even two and he can't speak. 11.30 means it's almost lunch, lunch. Stop calling it lunch, lunch. It's just lunch. Is this mom shaming what I'm doing? I'm sorry if I am, but I just find it arrogant. I just find it arrogant to be that loud in the park. There are other mums there trying to look at their phone. There are other mums in the park trying to just subtly parent their kids. There are other mums in the park who actually are having a bit of a bad day and just want a bit of just time to just be with their kid and not have to talk and just let the kid roam around and have a nice time without other parents coming in and I don't know, things just so loud, such loud parenting. I just, if I see another loud parent next weekend, I'm going to have to say something. I'm going to have to go up and be like, please, this is not time for that. Just be quiet. Let them play. Just let them play. Like Jacob's shoe came off at one point and the mum was like, oh no. Oh, your shoe. Oh, it's all right. It's all right. Bad things happen. Bad things happen. But I'm going to put your shoe on. It's like his shoe fell off. His shoe fell off. It's not such a big deal. And also to hear their regimented schedule, I was just, and I, to be honest, I, I'm, I, I will admit a regimented schedule is transformative for sleep. But when you're busy, when you've got multiple kids, when they're on summer holidays, you don't, you, the regimented schedule goes out the window. And so when they were saying, oh, 11.30 is lunch, lunch, I was like, well, it's, not, it's, no, it's, it's nowhere near lunch, lunch for us. Because it takes about two hours to get him to nap now. Lunch, 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 lunch has gone out the window. Nap, nap has gone out the window. Bed, bed, bed time has gone out the window too. I don't know. I guess I just feel threatened when people have such a regimented style of parenting. So I'm just like, is that the right way of parenting? And am I doing it the wrong way of parenting? And what is the right way of parenting? And is there a formula you can follow to have great kids who are geniuses and save the world? Because if there is a formula... Would I pay money to, to find out the formula? I probably wouldn't because I don't have the money. But if, it, if the formula was free, I would pay the money for that formula for the genius, happy, healthy kids. I would pay that money. Anyway, I leave you with that. I hope that you have a nice day. I'm sorry if Becca has been a bit loud. Becca, thank you for being my guest on the podcast, Becca. I hope that everybody has a nice week and I will be back next week with an update on the first week back at school. Take care. Good luck if you're pregnant. Good luck if you don't want a baby, don't have a baby. You just like listening to this podcast. A few people have come up to me saying that. That's really nice. Thank you. Um, good. I'm sorry if you're Jacob's mum and dad and you listen to this podcast, but Jacob's mum and dad, please just tone it down in the park and everybody have a lovely week. Thank you for listening.